Hey folks, welcome to Pro Football Ireland, Monday morning football. Monday morning football after week 14 of the NFL season. We are live. If you're watching, listening, we're live right now on social media. If you're listening to the podcast on the Monday morning, thank you so much. Go to YouTube, get your comments in. Michael McQuaid, Connor Mangan. We presume Michaela is mid-flight or she's fell asleep in the airport. I don't know. But first off, Connor, Kajay, what's crack? Not much crack now. Enjoying my weekend. Uh, it is 12 degrees Celsius uh, on uh, a Sunday in Toronto. It's way too warm. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, I have no idea what's happening, which is very reflective of uh, the current NFL season. Like why oh why are the Buffalo Bills scrambling to try and get into the playoffs for some reason? And at the same time, maybe about to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It makes no sense just like the 12 degrees in and also it is 12 degrees in Toronto but I was ice skating yesterday at 12 degrees I have no idea how the ice stays cold I don't know how they do it um but it was absolutely beautiful a bunch of Irish lads were there we had a lovely time um and a few delicious pints of Guinness afterwards it was it was fantastic <laughs> what an intro as people know by now for 13 14 weeks in um, we don't talk about Sunday Night Football because we're not maniacs, but we are. I mean, Connor's in the East Coast. I- I'm staying up tonight to watch it. It's going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. When I say I'm staying up, the last two weeks I fell asleep at the half. So we'll see what happens. But I'm staying up, so we'll be off before Sunday Night Football starts. If you're, again, folks, do comment live on YouTube. We can put it on the screen. It's more difficult if you comment on X. Um, we are talking, the only game going on right now as we speak, everything else is finished. The only game going on right now is the Bills against the Chiefs, and the Bills have just made it 20 to 17 with 154 left. So we'll come back to them in a few minutes. And um, I'd love to just start off, Connor, two months today, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. That's the big day. So it's and hard to believe. It's hard to I mean, the season's nearly over, man. It's. <laughs> Scary. Well, I think I think we're only getting into the business uh, end of things. Mission requires obviously gets more exciting and more exciting as it goes. I'll tell you what I do though. Just kind of just maybe a, a little take. One of the things I've been thinking about for a while. Go for it. But all the sports and everything that's been flooded, and maybe the GAA as well a little bit in Ireland. I think a lot of sports are getting flooded with almost too many games. In particular, like even maybe rugby. A lot of these club games, way too many games. Anyone watches the NHL, way too many games. Baseball, way too many games. NBA. There's an in-season tournament you knew nothing about. Way too many games. All these things are happening. There's way too many games, except for football. Football, they only added two or three extra games over the last few seasons, but it is always dynamic. It is always exciting. It's not just the playoffs where it gets unbelievable, um, which is baseball, by the way. Any baseball fans, once it gets to playoffs, it is night and day. Same with the NHL, but NFL just brings it all the time. Thursday nights, Monday nights. Sunday night, Sunday during the day. It's brilliant, Michael. I love it. Um, three, three games next Saturday as well for us. Uh, hi to Dustin watching from Texas. Go Cowboys, he's saying. Nice one, Dustin. Big night for you tonight. By the time people are listening to this in the podcast, we'll have known what's happened. Let's, let's make a fool of ourselves very quickly. I'm taking the Cowboys Sunday night football. Connor, are you taking? Yeah, you're a massive Cowboys fan, but they're playing as the Eagles, who are probably the best team in the NFL. So no, I'm going to go with the Eagles. All right, Bradley Cooper, let's go, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly. I've definitely missed the Bradley Cooper talk. Um, right, let's, let's jump in, though. I feel like, you know, we we will talk about certain games in a minute. Um, 
I want to bring up a game from the early window. The Browns and the Jags game was so much more enjoyable than I thought it was. But I just want to talk about one guy, Joe Flacco. 311 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Now, he wasn't perfect on his completions at all. But this is the guy that everybody thought was done. I mean, are, are you a Joe Flacco fan? Honestly, thought Joe Flacco had retired. So I'm right there with you. I, I had no idea. As I was like full on sure that once Joe Flacco went down injured, Tom Brady would come back. Um, but yeah, he is. he's shown his, his prowess. I am definitely a fan. I think there's definitely in that position, I think a lot of the quarterbacks may leave their positions a little bit early, even though they do play later in their career. Um, it is that position where experience matters so much because a, a great quarterback does not need to be athletic. I don't care who you are. They do not need to be athletic. Um, they do not need to be fast. They do not need to be strong. They need to kind of have that really strong mental game, knowing the timing of things. Um, as Conor McGregor once said, you know, uh, timing beats speed and uh, precision beats power every time. That's things that... Uh, experience brings especially to the quarterback position you do not need to throw Aaron Rodgers lasers to win a football game and I think Joe Flacco is out there proving it against one of the best teams in the NFL Jacksonville Jaguars so I was just jacking some of the questions that came in there now that's the thing because it was it was interesting to see Trevor Lawrence come back from his injury so quickly however to see like to see Flacco pull it up to them is so interesting now because he is now going to be the starter for the rest of the season. As it stands tonight, the Browns will be in the wild card, which is just stunning to see. And to think Joe Flacco, obviously a guy that won the Super Bowl with a rival in the Ravens, is just so interesting. So it it look it, it's going to be cool to see what happens over the next few weeks. I think it adds another dilemma of interest to the AFC, and certainly for me, look the. the the Jags will get the, the Jags will continue to be around. That's just the way it is. I want to jump on a game. I know we we're both watching it uh, in the late window. Mm. Uh, the Niners. Now I'm not look. I'm not going to say they decimated the Seahawks, but they definitely came away towards the end. Um, I want to give a shout out to a couple of guys, not a group that have been very good to Pro Football Ireland. Um, especially when many could have walked away over the last year whenever this all set up and uh, the 49ers ireland group 49ers ire on 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 twitter they had a watch party tonight in central dublin and buskers on temple bar and uh, it looked a great crack so shout out to owen connor and all the lads involved there mark as well um and i know they're putting a lot of effort into that so they were definitely happy with that performance tonight um do you think well, we'll why wouldn't you, you be when you have Christian McCaffrey, you know, a modern day Superman? You've got Debo Samuel, you got Ayu, Rock Purdy, boy, Rock Purdy playing his socks off, George Kittle looking amazing. Uh, Nick Bosa just like looks like an action figure, looks like he's made of Play Doh, like no one should look like that and move like that and be that strong. Um, again, like just kind of go back to what we were saying all the time. Like, like I love San Francisco 49ers. Oh my god, it's just dropping. I can't believe something happened uh, with the Buffalo. Did you see that? I did not see that, Michael. I'm paying attention to the podcast. We're gonna make it really important. No, hold on. We, we have we, we have to bring this up. We have, I'm sorry, we have to, right? This is There's the joy of just flew the ball to Cal. This is why I love this live. Mahomes just flew the ball to Kelsey. Oh, they've said it's offside, but anyway, Kelsey runs 20 yards. Laterals the ball to Kadarius Tony, who runs it in for a touchdown. I'm like, holy! Oh my god! Anyway, back back to the Niners talk. You're a big TikTok guy. Did you see the the girl that looks like Brock Purdy on TikTok? No, 
No, I didn't. She's like 15. And she's a spit of Brock Purdy. Oh, I'll send you after this show. Do you think they'll be the NFC champions, more importantly? Yes. That was very I don't need to elaborate. They they definitely Why? will. Like, they, look, like, they got the most offensive weapons. They got the least amount of injuries. Um, they got probably the most amount of momentum, I would say. Um, when they're kind of on form, they look unbeatable. And when they're off form, they look just like a really tough team. So, I mean, I think those, they just have a great mix in there and they've got a great head coach, um, and a great fan base, massive fan base. You can see they have their own, their own fan base in Dublin there. Shout out to the lads. Um, like I, I, I don't see, I don't see a downside to them at all. They had a couple of picks today too on defense. Their defense looks amazing. Um, it's not just the D line, like it's their, their secondary and everything else. It's their, yeah, like I don't know how you would look at them like and argue with the other point, you know, that they're not going to win. I'd be more interested in someone telling me what, like why they wouldn't win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, props to props to Debo because CMC gets a lot of props, but Debo today oh. was stunning as well. He's just such a hybrid player where he's obviously a threat on both elements of the offense and well, he blocks he runs he uh like he, he's a running back and a wide receiver, like same as c-mac but he does a lot of blocking too and so does kittle and so is Ayuk. like all all of them work really together but they can all receive they can all run they can all get yards after contact um they can get yards after receptions like they're yeah they're they're dynamic like as dynamic as can be as an offense they're unreal to watch i love it I do want to say as well, it was a very physical game. Um, as it's four from fifteen for Kansas City here, as we talk right now, it's a very it was a very physical game. Um, DK Metcalf got ejected for a WWE style hit, but I do want to say as a Broncos fan, um, seen a lot of hate and a lot of negativity whenever Drew Lock was announced as a starter due to Geno having an injury. I thought Drew Lock okay. Look, there was a couple of plays that were not good, but for him to go in to Levi's tonight. And have two touchdowns, twenty-two of thirty-one for nearly three hundred yards. Yes, with two interceptions, I think he exceeded expectations for a lot of them. And for a lot of the game, I'm not being down the Niners at all. But for a lot of the game, the Seahawks stuck in it. They kept pushing. So certainly for me, you know, when you look at an NFC and you look at teams that are on the bubble, they obviously need to win out and hope for a chance now. But you know, it's 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 interesting. They're six and seven. But they've got those weapons when you've got Kenneth Walker Jr., when you've got Charbonnet in the run game, and when you've got DK, Tyler, Noah Fant, there's always going to be opportunities there. So you hope Gino gets better. But enough Drew Locke hit for me. As we talk, because we can go straight into this right now. No, he played very well. I, like, I, I totally agree with you. And if you're going to... I mean, I guess the, the one thing I was thinking about there is the one weakness 49ers might have is kind of slow starts. I know they scored first, but then they were down 10-7 going into the second quarter. You know, and it did look like, you know, I was like, geez, the Seahawks are staying in this. They are looking good. They are looking decent. Then they got a pick as well. So you're kind of like, like they had a lot of things going for them. Um, and I thought Locke actually a great, great connection uh, with his receivers, like what Locke had there, a couple of nice passes and stuff. So, yeah, I thought they did, I mean, as a backup, I mean, well, don't get me talking about backups and Mitchell Trubisky again, because I will never get off this podcast talking about that. But he's a great backup. I'm Totally, totally on his side. So yeah, end the hate. Out of interest, people watching live, more so people in the morning. Do you have the Chiefs' bills on in the background? 
I don't want to choose builders. I'm trying to follow on the other team. We're actually doing a podcast. Line. Line. Ball, right line. Line. Like I'm trying to pay attention to what we're doing. It's you over. Know, and, it's and, over. Give, and give the fans, you know, uh, a respectable podcast with, you know, good commentating. But this this is this will make a special aid. Bills are winning the game. Fifty five seconds left. They've turned the ball like Chase yeah. turned the ball over. And um, what a huge this is gonna stay I'm presuming it says I guess barring a miracle because they're gonna kneel and get over with it. What a huge win for them. You know, going like the last few weeks that they've had the negativity, they've been very poor post London, and I'll I'll be the first to say it. Seen them in person, totally. really, really poor. But to go into Arrowhead, Connor, to go into Arrowhead, and for all the problems the Chiefs are having on the offense, there is a lot going on in Buffalo off the field that we're not even going to discuss. A lot of negativity, and they've went in and they've put a marker down by beating Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is losing. The rag on the sideline. I'd be losing my rag too if none of my receivers decided to all of a sudden drop the ball every time I try and throw it to them. No, I agree. It's, but it's like the same, the same. It's the same problem. The last three or four weeks, for some reason, and we talked about this right before we came on. Like, why is it Travis Kelsey, the O line, and Patrick Mahomes? Like, why are they the only lads out of the fifty-three that like want to play and want to win? Like, why is everyone dropping the ball? Like, I don't understand. Like, because I, I, I look at Patrick Mahomes, he's playing, he's playing absolutely great. Travis Kelsey's actually doing a lot off the ball that tight ends usually wouldn't do. The great tight ends do it. Um, but then, like, he's passing to open receivers who are getting open. They're doing the hard work. They're, they're, they're beating their man. They're running great routes. And they're getting open, and they're just dropping the ball. Like, if I was the athlete, I'd be losing the rag, too, if I was Patrick Mahomes. I'd be losing the rag if I'm a Kansas City fan. If I'm Taylor Swift, I'd be starting to lose the rag because my boyfriend might not, you know, make it that far into playoffs. I don't know. I'm more interested, though, to hear what you think about how far the Bills might go now that they've done this in week, what are we, week 13, week 14? Um, how far are they going to go, Michael? It's such an interesting question, and I do want to add just one element to that. From people have seen it last night, and maybe, maybe, maybe you fell asleep. Tony with the offside at the end. If he wasn't offside, it would have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahomes losing it, but I've not in, in his career. I have not seen Mahomes lose it. I think for just very quickly on that, they're now two games out of the top seed for the AFC, so it looks extremely unlikely because Miami's a game ahead of them, um, and they haven't even played yet. So it'll be two games ahead of them if they win on Monday night. And just to go on that, and obviously, uh, and we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks. I, I don't want to do a podcast at Christmas, but Baltimore and San Fran's Christmas Day is going to be sexy, man. Going back to your question, um, it's hard to know. Like, Real quick before you talk about the Bills, can <laughs> would anyone have guessed that Kansas City are 8-5 and five and the Cleveland Browns are 8-5? and five? Well, this, this, this is the thing, right? And this is, I'm just putting out a little, uh, little tweet. But I just wanted to talk about that, but I, I do want your opinion on Buffalo to see how far they go. Because well, I was thinking this, this was a massive game. If they'd lost this, you're kind of like, ah, oh, this is... I mean, well, just, 100%, because I have said, I think it was, was it last week's podcast, I said to you, I think they're done. I think a lot of people, to be fair, I'm not trying to blow me on Trump, but I think a lot of people after the last few days would have said, God, you know, you've you know, you've got you've got a point there because of the fact that it's very difficult to go to Arrowhead even when things are going well and when Ask the Denver Broncos. They haven't won. The, they haven't won at Arrowhead in years. They've obviously had issues off the field, but you've seen teams like um, Philly in recent years go to Arrowhead and struggle. The Chargers took whenever they were very, very good last season. They're still a good team. They have issues. 
they've struggled because there's always that momentum in Arrowhead. And I honestly feel like for the Bills to now go in and win, that's a huge opportunity for them in the last few weeks. Now, I know that they've got the Patriots and they've also got the Jets, I think, in the last four the last four games. They've got the Cowboys next week, which obviously is a monumental game, but the Chargers, the Pats, and the Dolphins, sorry. So they haven't got a very, very easy schedule, but you're looking at that Dolphins game. If they can find a way to get over, and I know Fred's watching live right now, if they beat the Cowboys next week, whole different discussion. I think they might come up one game too short. And I think you're looking at teams on, on the bubble, like the Broncos, you're looking at different teams there as well. I think Pittsburgh are gone. Um, but you look at such a, a dynamic and such a competitive AFC, like, okay, the Bengals haven't got Joe Burrow, but it looks like Browning can get them over the line in some games. The Texans are going to be up there as well. It's going to be very, very tight, but that, that's what makes it so beautiful at the end of the day. You know, you've got, you, they've got some run game with James Cook, but you need to see more from Keith Davis. You need to see more from Dawson Knox. You need to see more from uh, Kalisha Kier. The defense has obviously got things going on. We've seen what's going on off field with Von Miller. They seem to be united. They seem to be united on the field. So I, I just, I don't know. Time will tell. But what a win for them. Like they, Nobody can tell them otherwise tonight. Buffalo have went in to a place where they've had their hearts broke before. Like think of that playoff game last year. And they've won. And it's in the regular season. But they'll use that as momentum going forward. And this could completely flip the switch on the season. And if I'm Josh Allen, and I'm looking at him right now smiling, I'm happy enough. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I do. I just, I, I would be worried about their schedule coming up. But I just, I mean, in general, this is why the NFL is is so exciting. Um, I mean, you look at the NFC South, the Bucks and the Falcons played today for top place. Both of them, both of them have a losing record. And then you look at the AFC East and you have, you know, the Bills and the Dolphins kind of fighting it out. It just seems like those two teams are on like a totally different standard than what the Falcons and, and Bucks might be. Like, no offense, the Falcons are Bucks fans. I think the Falcons are in a bit of a rebuild. They do look all right. I love, love Drake London. And obviously Young Way Koo. Oh, he's unreal. He's a legend. Um and I mean the the Bucks have their have their good things too. Mike Evans is an incredible receiver and all these types of things. But I, I wouldn't think you'd either of them you'd be like, oh yeah, they're gonna go deep, they're gonna go far. But if you're thinking like if Bills get to the playoffs, they can go anywhere they want to if they hit a bit of form. Kind of like they did today to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um and it's just it's just mad that the two of them are going for top place, and then the Bills, you know, if they lose a couple more games, I don't know, but I can I guess what 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 you're saying there is this is the time to turn around. This is the time to go. Um, I mean, it would be so funny if the Jets went on a run and the Bills had a tough go the next three or four weeks. It would just be exactly as the NFL would go, just like shocking and unsurprising. That's a tough schedule, though. I mean, for, for them to have to Very play tough. Dallas is one thing. The Chargers are going to be all one off to this week. We'll talk about them in a second. Patriots are gone. Fair enough. Give, give them a win there. Dolphins. Now, that, that could be a week where the Dolphins have wrapped up you know, maybe the Ravens are the number one seed at the time of recording. Depends. There's so many more dominoes to fall on this season. I feel like we'll, you know, we like let's not go off this. Um, actually, some breaking news, and we're about to talk about this game. Let let's not go off this podcast while talking about the, but while talking about the Ravens and how, and how good they are. Um, we're going to talk about the Broncos there. They played the Chargers. 
in the late window. Um, Justin Herbert has got a fractured right index finger. It's just been announced. I thought he, he did. He looked he looked over. really bad when I saw him go off, and I was like, he's not coming back. This doesn't look good. Tell me this. Tell me this. As a player, as a guy that's experienced the ups, the downs so far in your career and many more to come, hopefully many ups. By the time people are listening to this on a Monday morning at 20 to 9, going to work, going, can I sit in the car park and listen to the rest of this for a few more minutes? Do you think Brandon Sealy's still in the job? Uh, yes, because I don't think it's really his fault. Um, I mean, they they were looking like that team that uh, was very dangerous. I thought they were underperforming a little bit, but maybe not necessarily his fault. Uh, Herbert were doing great. Um, now that he's injured, though, I don't know. I think I think it depends on the next few weeks go. I wouldn't I I wouldn't say he's gone this week or anything like that. Um, I mean, they came up against a team that, as I was texting you, have just baffled me. I have no idea why the Denver Broncos have, like, just halfway through the season decided to turn around and be an amazing team. The only thing I can probably think of is that they told Russell Wilson, stop trying to pass the ball more than 15 yards and go for all the under routes and uh, let us do the rest. And they were like, fine. But, yeah, I mean, if I if I was a Chargers fan, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. And I probably want them gone because I want something to be done. Um and I don't know what to do about it, but that's like that's what I'd be thinking. I want them to be done, um, but I don't think it's the right answer. Just from, just from as you said, a player perspective and what I know, I don't think that's the answer to their problem. So maybe a little bit of momentum, but that's about it. Your phone's pinging, boy. It is. Sorry, pinging. Get this. I off. mean, is there a lot of Chargers fans in your finger? Or what, what? What's the crack? Um, there's, there's a Cowboys fan texting up a storm in the group chat. That's what's happening. So my apology. You're crying. Don't worry. Just, 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 just go and mute whenever I'm talking. You'd be crying. Um, it says here that your uh, streamyard name is now Connor, now a Broncos fan, I guess. Mangan. Uh, shout out to streamyard for keeping us going. So we give a quick shout out to Five Farms Irish Cream for the uh, the bottle of Irish Cream. It's not an advert at all just a big shout out to them for the last few days if you haven't listened to that podcast yet called corny listen to it it's a good crack i enjoyed it um what's that podcast about do you want to remind people neil that would be a good that would be a good idea when the connor has his 10 to 1 in the morning here um neil o'donoghue who was born in clondalkin in dublin played the guy um played soccer as well in a time when you weren't allowed to play both sports and he, I don't want to give too much away, but a lot of things happened to him in his personal life. He moved to the States, played for Auburn, uh, went to the NFL. And until Dan came in, big up Dan, he was the last I, I active Irish player and um, in the NFL. I had the chance to chat to Neil for five hours in July for this podcast. And um, I had the chance to MC or host a, an evening during the week where we welcomed him home and uh, it was pretty special. So before I cry, I want to talk about the Broncos, right? And folks do do listen to it. It's I'm don't worry, you can't even hear my voice in it. I'm in the very, very end and, and that's it. Corny C O R N Y, the last Irishman in the NFL, and props to Lachlan Hart, who is with News Talk. Um for giving me the opportunity. It really, it really means an awful lot. So thank you, Lachlan, and thank you, Neil. And your entire family. I uh, never been to Kildalkin in my life. Now I can say I have been. Um, look, I'm biased as a Broncos fan, but oh, I tell you what, now I've been very down on this team. 
this is easily the worst picks I've ever made ever in the history of this group. Ever, ever, ever. Russell Wilson today was a man reborn. Now, I do not have the average yardage in terms of his passes in front of me, right? But there was deep balls. That that like that catch to Cortland Sutton was sensational. But it was a real story of the second half of the Broncos on the offense. They didn't have a fantastic start to the game. I found that their defense really was key. There was a first quarter touchdown, but the defense really keyed up for them. Alex Singleton had a great game. Jaquan McMillan had a fantastic game, five tackles. Josie Jewell had a great game. But for me, Alex Singleton had a standout game for him. Outside of getting an interception or going for a touchdown, Singleton was the standout performer in his defense today. And you have to dare to dream now if you're the Broncos. The Broncos are one game out on the Chiefs in the West. So Dare to dream, I think. So I just want to run people through something here real quick. All right, so we go to the last preseason game uh, right before the regular season. They're playing against the Rams. They win 41-0. Every Denver Broncos fan is like, this is great. Can't wait to play. Everything's clicking into place. Russell's settled. Um, we got all the right mixes and ingredients to our team. Can't wait. This is going to be a brilliant season. They come up against the Raiders. Raiders do not look that good, and they lose by points, 17-16. Then they play the Commanders. No one really thought the Commanders were going to be up to much, but, you know, they're doing a lot better, I think, than what they thought they'd be. Again, narrow loss, 35-33, but they're like, oh, God, the Commanders, come on, we got to win. It's like week three, right, we're settled, we're settled, we're settled. No, they go against the Dolphins and get absolutely blown the arse out of it, 70-20. to destroyed then they go play the bears which at the time were worst team in the nfl and they lose 31 28 so that's three very very narrow narrow losses 17 16 35 33 and 31 28 bar the dolphins one just bear with me they're 0 and 4 at the moment then they go up against the jets who have lost you know basically they spent all their money getting a quarterback and he was gone in about 12 seconds in aaron Rodgers and the jets for some reason, won that game against the Bills, which shocked everyone. But since then, they've been absolutely trash. They lose against the Jets. They lose against the Jets, 31-21. So what record do the Broncos have at that time? They are 1-4. and four. They're 1-4. and four. Up against the Chiefs, of course, they lose 19-8. Then they're 1-5. and five. Then, I don't know what happened. Maybe Russell Wilson pulled a sword from the stone. They beat the Packers. Uh, then they beat the Chiefs. Don't know how to do that. Then they beat the Bills. Don't know how to do that. Then they beat the Vikings, who were rejuvenated with Joshua Dobbs. Then they beat the Browns. Then they beat the Texans. Today they beat the Chargers. If you're not telling me that someone's in the background there, someone pulled a sword from the stone or picked up Thor's hammer or went Captain America all over it, I don't know what else to tell you because that is insane. <laughs> I love how we have a Captain America reference there. Um, it's look. It's been a weird season. I, I don't think there's any other way to sum it up. Other than it's been a very, very strange season, but it's been a season overall, Connor. Where it's not just been one team. You cannot, like, you can't call this. You can't. And we're saying earlier on about it being two months from the Super Bowl. Like, you just you can't you can't call how this season's gonna go. Can't call anything. Can't call anything. All be, all bets are off. I said Detroit Lions at the beginning of the season maybe could still happen. Do I think so now? I have absolutely no idea, Linda. Having a clue. Linda. We will talk uh, Lions with Jeff Monday morning, Monday night. And we'll talk um, Bears. We'll talk about the Jets, Texans with Jeff as well in detail. Fantastic performance from the Jets. Great improvement from Zach Wilson. Fair play to him. 
fair play to him. Done an article on him this week. And the Texans going up against a really changed offensive line for New York. Couldn't get it done. Anyway, more on that. I want to talk about the game of the year so far for me. Ravens-Rams in the early window. Now, I know you might have missed a bit of this, but just generally, Connor, how exciting do you think Lamar Jackson is to watch? Am I right in thinking you were at the game in Pittsburgh? I was, yeah, and yeah. it was, and I, I, I actually thought, and I, mean, I think I might have told you at the time. I actually thought that Lamar might have been carrying an injury of some sort because he got free a bunch of times in that game. This is against the Steelers, by the way, in October week five, maybe, um, maybe week four. It looked like an injury because he got free a couple of times and he went to run and he didn't really run. Uh, today he rushed really, really well. Odell Beckham went all share on it. You know, he turned back time and for some reason, four receptions for, was it 90 yards and a touchdown, something like that, something insane. Um, but quick shout out to the Rams for hanging in there. Lucas Haversick, a trainer from all last year. He's an exceptional kicker with the Wildcats. Dude was on fire playing in Arizona in college a lethal kicker finally gets a chance he's with the rams he managed to tie things up 31 31 and then in overtime michael what happened in overtime these ravens are class this is a game that the old classic you know the classic ravens team that we know and love would have lost right like am i right saying that they would have definitely lost this game and they came out winning i think they're looking very strong along with the eagles along with the 49ers along with the cowboys yeah the ravens were class so many factors i love the share reference secondly i completely agree this is a typical game where where baltimore will have lost usually but i've seen rams fans talking about oh well you know maybe it was too easy of a play for Tylen Wallace at the end to run it in that was a great play but the game had me on the edge of my seat i was watching it i couldn't care less many other games like this is class and props to the Rams, a six and seven football team. I think it's one thing saying they, they kept them close. They were as good as the Ravens at some points in that game. Um, Cooper Cup having the best game of the season for him so far. Puka Nakua had a huge catch with five minutes to go. Stafford turning back. I feel bad saying turning back the years. The reality is they might be just a little bit off for the wild card. I need to see the NFC conference records generally. I hope they get in. Because yeah, they're, hitting, they're hitting, they're hitting their form late. I think they're fun to watch, man. You know, very, very fun to watch. They're, they're super exciting. I love them. I would never rule out Matthew Stafford. He was on a, a dog bag of a team in Detroit and somehow scraped, scraped to a bunch of seasons. So now that he has weapons, now that they, they kind of look like they're, they had a couple of bangs going on. Like Coop is back. If he was back a few weeks earlier, you wonder hmm, would just be a bit of a different team. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they go. You know. Uh, Rams were one game out of the wild card at the minute. I'd love to see them do it for the crack. Um, just on that, Odell had a great day. Uh, Isaiah likely had a really, really cool touchdown as well, but their defense is just class. Kyle Hamilton looked like he might have an issue with an injury. Might be out for a bit. But it's time for Sunday Night Football, Connor. We've survived. Is there anything else you want to mention before we pop? I know Dan Wayne doesn't play until tomorrow. He's playing tomorrow, He's but we as uh, viewers and whatever you want to call it, fans, we can vote for the Pro Bowl. Vote for Dan Whelan. Um, Michael, if you want to post on socials, get it out to NFL Ireland. Let's get our boy to the Pro Bowl. He had an unbelievable year for a rookie. Um, a very, very long season ago. Let's not forget, he did the XFL before doing this whole thing. So he's he's punted the ball about 80,000 times this year. 
So before his leg falls off, let's give him a trip to Hawaii and get him a Pro Bowl selection. So everyone, you can go vote, vote for your boy, Daniel Whelan. Let's get him into Pro Bowl. Let's get him into Pro Bowl. And like, I'm, I'll start posting that this week. Um, just very, very quickly, because I have it on me right now. If I can pause the screen, I probably can't. 9% chance for the Chiefs to get the number one seed in the AFC. The Ravens are at a 57% chance. The Dolphins are at 31%. Props to NBC Sports Live. Before we go very, very quickly, have to bring it up. College Game Day coming to Dublin next summer. Pat McAfee followed us on Twitter this morning and I nearly Ooh. cried. So, holy shiza. <laughs> big Pat, big Pat. He was a punter. He was a punter, remember? These punters and kickers, you know, they're they're nice fellas. I I thought it was a joke. So props to Pat. He hasn't involved us yet. If you want to follow us, folks, you can at NFL Ireland on social media. And um, we're on tour with Jeff eight nights in a row next month. L I N K T R dot E slash NFL Ireland. Um, where are we going? Galway, Cork, Limerick, Dundalk, Belfast, Derry, Dublin, Dungannon. Eight nights in a row. And then we're heading to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. NFL Ireland on Instagram, on TikTok, on X. Dropkick Mangan on the Isle IG by uh, Connor. Looking forward to seeing you again during the week, man. I appreciate your your time and support for this. Enjoy Sunday Night Football, man. Can't wait. Go Birds. Well, I think the Cowboys are going to win. Folks, enjoy your Monday for listening to the podcast. Chat to you soon.